Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Maesha Jabber. She is the owner of Linda Renee Suites. Her small business is allowing more exposure to provide insight of being vegan, plant-based, while black in the POC community. Topics of discussion, vegan, plant-based, while black, first-generation college student, and pandemic teaching as a special education teacher. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Maesha Jabber. Hey, how are you? Hey, there you are. <laughs> how are I love, you? Good. I love the hair. Thank you. Thank you so much. I actually just decided to like take my twist out. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I took them it. out earlier today. Man, we're so connected in so many ways. It's just unreal. But but now I have another connection with another guest and you are vegan. Are you vegan? Please tell yes. me you are. Yes, yes. I am. Yes. <laughs> you are the first vegan um, on my podcast. So you're like a win-win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because um, so how many years have you been? So it has been five years. So it's been... Yes. Yeah, it's been a long time yet. So, <laughs> well, I won't tell you how long. Well, I might just go ahead and do it. Yeah, you can tell me. I was going to ask anyway. <laughs> Believe it's going on 22 years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So Got you beat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we listen by a lot. All of, all of my life, just about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because my son is uh, 25. So I started doing um, pescatarian. So, you know what? It's probably about 20 years because the pescatarian mm-hmm. was about for about three years. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just go all in? I can't do dairy. Just just go all in, girl. Just go yeah. all in. Can you um tell me where did you grow up? Yes. So um, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. So the South, like not really the South, but it was the South for me. Now I live in Texas and then I lived in Michigan. Um, so moving from North Carolina to Michigan was kind of different for me, um, just in terms of weather, all the things. And then I moved to Texas. I am the youngest of two siblings. I have an older sister and older brother, and it was just always us. And I had two moms. And so it was just like a great, I loved my childhood. My childhood is what kind of got me into vegan into cooking actually funny story is that like when I told my family that I was going vegan they did not believe me because (laughs) obviously you eat like we ate macaroni we had ribs like 
our events were big. They were full of food. Like everybody came to my mom's house on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So when I like was like, oh yeah, I can't eat that. They were like, um, what? Like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah. It's like almost an insult. Like, you, yes. like a, you didn't like what I, I made for you. I slaved over a hot kitchen <laughs> stove for this and you got to turn it down. What? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> I get so that, that all the time. All the time. So like the first, the first two years were like that, right? Like, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I can't, I really can't eat it. Or then like some people will try to accommodate you, right? Like they'll try to make something, but it has butter or it has milk mm-hmm. or, you know, the green beans have turkey in them and you're like I can't have that and they're like okay pick it out or pull it out so you're just like no it don't work like this it doesn't work like that I swear (laughs) you know how many times people would say that like just pick it out baby don't worry about it I'm like it's saturated it's marinated in that oh my god and I can I can oh uh, like psychologically yes it gives you lightheaded like you still can it's like you're still eating it. Right. But they don't, people don't understand that. So that was always like, and now when I go home and I visit, everybody's like, Oh, can you cook this? Can you make us this? And it's vegan Mm -hmm. and they love it. But that was something that they had to learn over time was like, I like to eat. I like good food. So I'm gonna make sure, you know, the food that I eat is good. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was looking at your stuff. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes, I am depriving myself of some good stuff right over there. I tell you, I might be the first one in line. I might have to, what do you call it? Put my my sleeping bag right next to your store once you pop it. You know, waiting for instead of an iPhone, I'll be waiting for your store to open to grab yes. some of that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, that's my grandma. Like every time I go, um, there's a menu for me to make for her and my papa. And so they're like, okay, like we want some oyster mushrooms. We want some macaroni. And I actually like for her birthday, I made her these strawberry cupcakes. And now like, she's like, okay, we still need our brownies, but we still need. So it's like <laughs> a whole thing about food and, <laughs> oh my but it's goodness. vegan. So that's the best part. Yeah. That's so, a win-win. Yeah. I love trying to like slip that in there. Um, when I used to have those, well, when I used to work in the workplace, but now I'm all like remote. <laughs> One of the things I used to do, they always had like that that potluck thing that they used to have. And I swear I was sliding some real, you know, <laughs> and then, of course, they try to figure out who made it and they're just devouring it. And I'm like, like snickering in a corner, like, oh, my God, if only they knew it was vegan. You know? <laughs> and they get it. They're like, oh, my God, who made this upside down pineapple cherry mm-hmm. cake? It is so moist. Well, you know, who has a recipe? And I'm like, like, right. (laughs) What's your, that's right. There ain't no eggs in there. There's, I use this, I use applesauce instead of that. I use, you know, I use chia seed if that was the case, like, or, or some type of um, egg replacement replacement thing. And they're like, oh my God, you have to give me this recipe. (laughs) This is something my kids would eat. And I'm like, yeah he's yes. like and they're like um can I bring some home with me if there's any left you know? right. <laughs> so then I decided to start making two of everything because by the time everybody figured out it you know you could hear the whispers in the office is that Jasmine did Jasmine make that one <laughs> does, she, does she have her name on it is there any left you know like it's, people start bringing out their Tupperware and their, yes. their aluminum foil like dude this is an our family reunion this is a cookout right. for the office <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool I yeah. loved it because then they, they it was like an open 
mm-hmm. ice breaking situation where they wanted to know more about it. Like, oh my gosh, if I could do this every day and feel guilt free, tell me more on how to become a vegan or, or what are the steps? You know, do you, you know, they start asking all the questions like, where do you get your protein? The, mm-hmm. the same questions they always ask. Oh, how do you get your protein? I'm like, girl. <laughs> I get my protein, you know, my protein through legumes and uh, beans and the, um, oh my God, split peas. And I've done tempeh, seitan, bulgar, literally everything you can, you can name oh, off. Yeah, I yeah. think I've tried it and I love every, this like the color of the rainbow has like opened my eyes on all the things. It's endless. All the things that you can eat is endless. Yes. And, and so many good things with that, like in it. It tastes good. It makes you feel good. So it's just like, it's good all around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't get that. What do you call it? They call it um the itis. The itis. Yes, you get the itis. <laughs> you eat, you eat, then you got to go lay down and go to sleep because it's done. <laughs> yeah. And that only happens when you eat like those heavy foods that are coming with animal products. Um, you don't get itis. I've had a smorgasbord one time and um, I've never had the itis issue, but yeah. Yeah. And that's me. I don't really, there's not really a time where I have being vegan or plant-based. Like I don't really experience that, but yes, when I eat, like when I used to eat like chicken and macaroni and all those afterwards, you'd be like, okay, nap, let's take a nap. Let's not do nothing. <laughs> we need an hour to recuperate and then you can do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I do not miss those days at all. I swear. I'm so much of people like look at me and they're like, are you, you're 43. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I got my t-shirt on and everything, all natural parts, you know, vintage, everything on here is all natural baby. And and there was one person that came to my door because our grass is just like horrendous. I live in Texas too, of course. And we've had all that crazy, crazy rain Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks had somebody come up to our door and they were asking if the woman of the house, because she's been over there before I helped her out a couple of times. And she's like, my son answered the door and he's like, can you, can I speak to your wife? Is she available? And he's like, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The woman that lives here, aren't you her husband? It's like, no, that's my mom. (laughs) That's my mom. (laughs) And, you know, he's like embarrassed to like, oh, my he's God. Had it. Like, no, he's had it all his life. Oh, he has oh. all his life. He's like, Mom, can you stop looking so good? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, nope. Yeah. Nope. I can't. <laughs> sorry. That's really I don't know if it's considered a bad result, but it's one of the results of being a vegan. You actually age. Yes. And plus being, you know, a person of color, we age. We always say black don't crack. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I wish they had something like about with vegans, like they has, should have a model, like vegan something, something. We should just like spill out some cool model about. Yes. But I haven't figured it out we'll yet. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> We're on this whole topic of veganism. I just feel like our, our whole podcast is going to be about that. But, yeah. I, but the whole point is, is that that's your goal. That's your business. And just looking at the pictures, oh my gosh, I'm just salivating every time I see it. So... <laughs> What made you go vegan? I guess that would be the question. Yes. Okay. There were two things. So I have two moms. So one, my cousin was my mom. She raised me, my brother, and my sister. And then I have my biological mom. And so both of them were sick around the same time. Mama Tina, uh, she got sick in July, June, around that time, June, July. When she had stopped eating for a while, then she started back eating. She got a burger. 
And this burger mm-hmm. had like cheese on it and beef, you know, all the things. And it was the last thing that she wanted to eat. So it's like, okay, we're going to let you have this. But she got really sick. Mm. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, you notice that and you're like, okay, maybe I'm thinking too deeply into it. Mm-hmm. And so then my mom got sick in that same December and she hadn't ate for a while. And then they gave her some cake and they gave her some fried chicken and she got super sick. Oh and so I was God. like, okay, there's a pattern, you know what I'm saying? Like, because these people have stopped eating while they were sick. And so then when they finally like put some food in their body, they reacted negatively to mm-hmm. what they had. And so I was like, okay, well, both were dairy, right? Dairy. And then it's meat. So for me, I was like, okay, like I didn't like the way. And I was like, okay, let's see. So I did this little 30 day thing where I was like, I'm not, I'm going to go vegan. And so really it wasn't even planned. I will never forget. I went with a friend to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, mm-hmm. After I had noticed all the stuff, I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay it any attention. So I'm to Buffalo Wild Wings, got all my all flats. I was an all flats girl with some ranch. I had it and I could not finish eating it. I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I really wanted it. Like when I tell you I wanted these wings so bad, <laughs> but I did not finish eating them. And so after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do 30 days with no meat, no dairy. Mm-hmm. and those 30 days turned into a year and that year turned into two years and it just kept going um but ultimately awesome. it was yeah it was seeing them both get sick like sicker they were already sick mm-hmm. but to get sicker while you were sick from eating these things it's like okay wait a minute you know it's like you gotta take a step back and realize like what we're putting into our bodies and then I started watching like documentaries and reading more about it and so that was kind of what made me like, okay, nope, this is not it. So now my family knows me as like that person. I do not, I don't push veganism onto people. It's everybody's own choice. But I do tell people like increase your fruits and vegetables and your meals and those mm-hmm. type of things. So that's kind of how my family knows me as like, I, I don't consume any of those products, but I'm the one that's like, okay, add some more veggies to that plate or, you know, take away that, that meat side and put some more vegetables. So that's, that's kind of how it happened and how it is now. <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry that your mom's, you know, that happened to them. It was like probably a, a rude awakening for for everyone, I hope that they're okay. Are they doing okay? So they both passed away that same year. So oh, my mom, no. yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so they both passed away in 2016, one in July and one in December. So it was just like a crazy year, just all together. But I'm so, so sorry. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's all. It's it's okay. You know, <laughs> you know. I I I'm very <laughs> empath. I just hate to have that happen to anyone, especially your, your moms. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it was a rude awakening on to, to you, but it was un- unfortunate that it was too late for other people that should have made, you know, that type of decision, but they weren't aware of it. They didn't have the proper information. And it's like, if that's. Um, yeah. So both of them had cancer, um, just different types of cancer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so like it wasn't like, yeah, so they weren't eating. So this was like they were like in hospice and my mom was in hospice at the time. Um, she was still like talking and stuff, but they really weren't like consuming stuff like that much. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so these were like their like last like actual like, you know, meals that they wanted or that they craved. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so, but just seeing, you know, when someone stops eating for a while or it's like, you know, someone comes out of coma and they hadn't ate and they get sick because now they just ate like these heavy foods that, mm. you know, your body hasn't been breaking down in a while, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how it was. And even before that I had, when I had first went to college, I hadn't ate dairy in a long time. So when I had came back home and I started like mom had made macaroni and cheese. And I was like, yes, like, oh, this is going to be good. And I got super sick and I was like, okay, I don't like this. And so you try to force yourself to back to eating dairy or consuming it. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Our bodies aren't meant to process it anyway. So oh, no, yeah. a lot of times we're forcing ourselves to eat these things, you know, even though we know like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom after I eat this, but I still want it. Um, and I was, I didn't want to live like that. So right. <laughs> No, as you're talking, because I mean, I literally that's how I started being um, more aware of my body at a very young age, because when I was younger, oh, my gosh, one of the things that I just hated, I had a stepfather who was like literally. uh, He would stare me down to make sure that I had everything on my plate and it could be from a pork chop to you know, a burger or some chicken or something like that. And I had to force myself to kind of like pretend like I'm enjoying it. But my body was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And my mind was making me psychologically ill, mm-hmm. just the thought of it. And um, one of the things that I was so happy once I left the house that I was able to make the choices of not eating, because I've always thought since a little girl, um, Animals, I love animals too much to put them on my plate. I mean, the closest that I'm going to ha- have a meal with a chicken is if they're eat- we're eating a salad together, you know? And yeah. So, <laughs> being a pescatarian, it was interesting because like when I came to the States, I had a very hard time eating the food anyways. I was not very familiarized with all the highly processed food and so mm-hmm. my body was not familiar with that. Because I was born in Okinawa, all I all I would eat was fish and rice. So that's what I that's the reason why I kind of went back to the basics, thinking that, you know, let's start off with that because that seems like my body is able to digest and deal with it. But then I just as I time went on and I was getting more involved in the vegan, um, there was a vegan outreach organization that I did a uh, I was doing marathon running for and I was trying to raise enough money for non-profit organization that that was it was I think it was called vegan outreach I'm not sure if they're still around but them and I think there was another one that had like that 30-day pledge that they usually would do mm-hmm. and uh, so I did like that 30-day pledge and now like you like you said you went from like 30 days to like six months and then to a year and I was like you know what I can't go back I mean, there was times where I had cravings, but I also found out that the reason why you do this, because you're you're lacking a particular nutrient in your diet. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started getting more in depth in research, like what am I missing out of my. So then there was either adding additional, um, you know, black beans or, you know, mix it in with some tempeh or I used to make some (laughs) bad ass falafel balls i use them as mm-hmm. spaghetti meatballs okay. okay oh my god <laughs> yes do and you still make them yeah i okay. haven't made them in a while but you might have to put it on your meat <laughs> but <laughs> people are not able to digest particular 
animal products. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing research again because I wanted to, I want to put this in this podcast because people are like rolling their eyes like, oh my God. <laughs> we got we got leaf eaters talking about, you know what I say? So but I have actual clinical proof that and I want to read this out. Lactose intolerance is found to be more common in certain ethnic groups of people, such as mm-hmm. people of Asian, African, Middle Eastern descent. Even the American family physician states that lactose deficiency is present in up to 15% of persons of Northern European descent, up to 80% in Blacks and Latinos, and up to 100% in American Indians and Asians. So even plus the Better Health Channel says up to 5% of Caucasians and up to 75% of non-Caucasians living in Australia are lactose intolerant. So, I mean... Me being what, 340% of all the, you know, if you add me mm-hmm. up to all my ethnic groups, I'm 340% lactose intolerant as well as other. <laughs> the way we eat, I love that saying, you are what you eat. Yes. You put yes. in, what taken out with all the types of health issues that people of color community are dealing with diabetes, cholesterol, um, heart issues, some type of skin disorders like um, mm-hmm. elephantitis, because I know that, you know, or gout or whatever you want to call it when they have the swelling of the feet or swelling of the limbs. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with all of that and they're always trying or breaking out in acne, adult acne, even teenage acne. I know that we go through the motions of having our puberty hit, but this actually makes it even worse. Yes. Having that type of diet that we're consuming. The only animal that I have is <laughs> lying on my bed, curling her tail, like looking at me like this yes. is mine, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. But really, it's really dairy really does like contribute to all those things. You know what I'm saying? Like acne, especially, like I don't think people realize like that dairy is breaking your face out even more or that cheese, you know, like so. I I'm really big on people eliminating dairy from their diet and then seeing like, you know, the improvements through that and, you know, small eliminations because it is hard for people to make big adjustments, mm-hmm. especially when people live in food deserts. So I grew up in a food desert. Um, we did have like grocery stores, but a lot of people couldn't get to the grocery stores because they don't have cars, you know, or they have to ride the bus, but then waiting at the bus stop. And so it was on every corner. And I actually like when I was in college, um, I went to UNC Charlotte. And so my freshman year, I went to Hampton and then my, the rest of my years, I went to UNC Charlotte. And when I went back home, there were family dollars on every other corner of where I grew up. So I grew up on Beta Sport Road. Um, so people who are listening, if you're familiar, you know that it's a like, food whoop, desert. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know <it's> a, <laughs> but you know, you know, it's a food desert, right? Because mm-hmm. every like every other road that you go to, it's one whole road, but like within a two mile radius, there are like six family dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's no, there might be one food lion. And there's uh, all the all the way down the street, but that's it. And then now you have McDonald's, Burger mm-hmm. King, and you know uh, Taco Bell and KFC, and you have all these things, but fresh foods and vegetables, or even like the farmers market. It's nowhere near where this area is or where people live at, and so it really is all they have available. So that's why I try not to be one of those people where. 
like you can eliminate this because you really don't know people's circumstances or their situations. But I do always just encourage like, okay, remove dairy, try to remove dairy and see, do you see this improvement or, you know, add in some more water, you know, cause it's add Mm -hmm. add that water, get rid of them sodas, (laughs) sodas. And then, you know, adding some fruits and vegetables and they're like, well, I don't want to get it frozen. Frozen is just to me, sometimes frozen is just the same. I mm-hmm. know some people might be like, oh, no, they not. But if that's all you have. That's all you have. And you just got to make the best with what you have. And so that's how I am. Just eliminate small things one by one. And mm-hmm. you're going to see some changes in like your overall health just all oh, together. Yeah, so. yeah I've, I've even had like, um, there was moments where I try to break it down to somebody like, how do you even do it? Like, I said, hey, uh, I went through the 30 day plan. I know this out there, but what helped for me is tell people, I said, me personally, I would take one meal, one meal out of the whole week, seven days, one meal, switch it out with an alternative. Following week, two meals, gradually Mm -hmm. make a switch out alternative. What is the best thing? Well, I always say go to legumes because I mean, that's the thing, but some people are like, I just want something quick, you know, to the, the. Mm-hmm. if you want to deal with high processed um, vegan options, then, you know, in a pinch, then, you know, maybe do that once in a while. But it's preferable that you do fresh fruits, vegetables and, and um, some type of legumes for your for your protein. I don't like you said, I don't push veganism on anybody. I'm not the the person who likes to wrap myself in saran wrap in front of some type of store and yeah. say, banning me. <laughs> You know, that's more power to them. Mm-hmm. I am the silent vegan. If you, and then, you know, that's like I said, I slide that, that, yes. that right in there into that potluck and then get the open door right there. But yes. even my kids, <laughs> like my kids are uh, meditarians. They, they cannot, they cannot get away from, they look at my food like, oh my God. So everything has to be separate. I have to literally cook everything separate. And then I cook theirs. And then mine disappears. Like, how does that work out? <laughs> Wait, no. I said, this is yours over here. Mine's way over here. Like, I'm going to come over here with yours. Yeah. It's <laughs> locked in a treasure trunk with two padlocks. And for some reason, now it's gone. Like, this is a Houdini thing going on. But no, they yeah. They so. want to taste your food. They yeah, like it, your food. They, they're like, it tastes better on your plate, mom. No. If I got to lock myself in my own room to eat privately, (laughs) so be it. I'm never going to eat anything in my house. (laughs) You'll never see me eat in here. (laughs) Where did mom go? Oh, she's eating. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, what, (laughs) What is one of the common myths about your profession or field that you want to debunk? A teacher by day. Uh (laughs) I'm a special education teacher. Um, by day, a uh, baker by night. <laughs> um, but by day, like during my teaching job, right? So people think like, oh, like you should, and you're fine. Like you only work seven to three, and that's not true. I my first year of teaching, which was last year, during a pandemic, COVID teaching. Um, I was virtual all year long. I had kids virtual, and I had kids in my classroom oh, wow. all year long. So my laptop was open every single day on Zoom all day long. Wow. Um, yes. And I had 14 students, which is really high for special ed. But the thing about it is my work came with me 
at home um, until I made that decision to be like, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So every night, I would say up to 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, trying to get lessons, trying to stay up to date on paperwork. This concept of like, oh, like you only teach, you only work from these hours. It's not true. And even the people who, yes, we have two months of the summer off. Hooray, right? Hooray. But even then, a lot of teachers are still working. I'm personally Mm -hmm. not because boundaries and now I've learned them. I'm not doing that. So I kind of refuse to work. (laughs) So that's like one myth for that. But I think for baking and my business is really that vegan food can't be good or it can't be, you know, delicious and everything that we crave out of you know things that have dairy or eggs in them so that is something that I really take a lot of pride in with my business is that you cannot tell the difference between my desserts and a regular cookie and a lot of the people who have supported me and purchased from me they're like these are better than like regular like I don't even want nothing else so um so that's something like I think just me debunking those myths um, myself personally <laughs> through yeah. my baked goods and through my actual teaching. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, this tastes like heaven versus eating something that has um, animal products in it, eggs, butter, cream cheese. I've, I've heard people put cream cheese in their cookies. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. That to me, that's yeah. But it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little interesting, but I I've had vegan cream cheese before and mm-hmm. I put it in my baking goods. So I mean there's other ways you can get around it. And substitute for egg is using applesauce and mm-hmm. some others, you know, dealing with you use flaxseed, flax some people use chia. egg replacements. Egg yeah. hmm So it, I mean, I've even used Oh my gosh. I think I used one time refried beans in a chocolate cake. And it was like, the things that you can do is endless on what you can. And it still tastes so stinking good, you know? And it's guilt-free. Like that's the best part. It's guilt-free. It's like, I'm going to enjoy these cookies. Like someone, um, I make some s'mores cookies. Someone's like, how are they so rich? Like these are so rich. And I just like, they were like, and they're guilt-free. Like, I'm just going to indulge and indulge. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And like, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it still yeah. can be good. Tastes <laughs> just, just the same. It's not better. For oh, me, yeah. Better. <laughs> for sure. For sure. When you touch on a subject of that you are a teacher for a special education, my eyes kind of like, oh, my gosh. My son, he is a, my nine-year-old. He was actually <laughs> diagnosed with... um I hate to say the word diagnosed, but he's a sensory processing disorder child. Mm -hmm. Very vocal. Thankfully, you haven't heard him yet. (laughs) But just the thought of you being a teacher is amazing. The idea of being a teacher during the pandemic, I commend you a thousand percent of what you've done for the students who and the parents who are dealing with this. I mean, and a thought on top of that, dealing with children with special education, that is amazing. And then on top, boy, oh my gosh, you're like a dude, vegan, baker, teacher, and with a special education. Oh my gosh. So it's like, and your first generation college student. Yes. Dude, yes. girl, give me, give me yes. a fist bump. That's what I'm saying. Damn, girl. Yes, it's like so, like so many happy. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. That's why I'm hot, right? 
PhD it, up in here. Players hated it. Yeah. Not what? <laughs> it's so many. It's so many hats. But that's also why I teach my students. Like one of my students will always call me teacher, and I was like, nope, don't call me that. My name is Miss Jabber. Like call me Miss Jabber. If you can't say Miss Jabber, say Miss J. Because I'm so much more than just their teacher, right? Like even for like their parents, I was someone who comforted them when they're when they get like this bad news or someone who corrected their child's IEPs. Like I was so many things. And whenever somebody was just like, you're just a teacher, it just really like, I was like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm mm-hmm. so much more. And even like a sister to like a friend, just so many different things. So like to just be, put into this teacher box yeah I was like and I'm also young so I sometimes be forgetting that I'm teacher like a real teacher <laughs> maybe like someone says teacher be like yes like <laughs> <laughs> yes like oh, I have oh to it's me right like it really is me. <laughs> so um so yeah and it's just like so many things and even being a first generation like Getting my master's degree was something that I never even thought that I could do and obtain. But I'm just so thankful for people who have supported me through all of the things, so many things in my life. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just been thing after thing, but we just keep going. And that's that's what life is about. So (laughs) I commend you. Just the thought of doing this and then looking at your speaking engagements are amazing. Like unintended consequences. Let me pull this up, girl. I'm just like <laughs> the effects of incarcerated parents on adolescents. Yes. Wow. And adolescents perceptions of incarcerated parents. And you did this all at University of North Carolina. Yes. And also a conference, North Carolina Council of Exceptional Children Conference in Wilmington, North Carolina. Holy cow, that is a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. That research was so, so, so significant to me because I, my father was incarcerated all throughout until I graduated from high school was when my father was finally released from prison. Um, but I don't think we pay enough attention to those children and the, what they experience, right? Like when someone's incarcerated, it's not just that person. It's their whole family with them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's truly like everybody. And if they have kids, those children really need that social and emotional support. Because, you know, in my research study, it talks about how they kind of turn their backs on their friends or even their teachers. And it's really hard for them because it is a stigma associated when you have a parent that's incarcerated. Right. Like Mm -hmm. so. I remember um, when I was in grad school. So I went to the University of Michigan for grad school. And this woman was like, you're so articulate. Like your dad must be a lawyer and your mom's a doctor. And I was like, a lawyer? Yeah, because he in prison. But because, he, you know, but I was like, we can't just automatically assume those things. But thankfully, like I no longer feel shame or stigmatized by that. Right. So I can say, oh, no, like, you know, that's not where how I was raised. But for somebody else, that could have been touchy to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, but for adolescents like that, just that told me that they need way more support. And I knew it because I grew up, you know, I grew up like that and I did have support. What I really wanted to do was like and I still kind of want to do it, but I have a lot of ideas is to have some type of organization where these students can come together and they can talk 
and they can be a group and they can learn together and they can just share these experiences and all these emotions that you feel without that parent being there Mm -hmm. um, while also still like cultivating them into being like successful young adults, whether whatever path they want to go on, whether that's to, you know, become an entrepreneur or to go to college or whatever they want to do and just help them through those things. So I still want to do that in some type of after school program for them where they just feel supported and loved. So yeah. That's something that I really wanted. What are you proudest of? I think what I'm most proud of is my business. So Linda Renee Sweets is both of my mom's middle names. So oh. Linda Renee, um, that's where that comes from. Linda Renee Sweets. And the reason why I'm so proud of it is because this dream, this best reality started when I was a little girl. And I just remember like cooking, I would fight my siblings, like at six years old, I'm fighting my siblings to watch Food Network and write down recipes and all these things. Um, and this is before the TVs could fast forward or pause, or we at least we didn't have that. So I would be like, be quiet. I'm trying. I'm trying to get these notes down. And <laughs> and like, I'm so frazzled because you're six or seven. You don't know how to spell none of this stuff. So I'm sitting there like trying to write down these recipes and all the things. And mm-hmm. so I just like to actually put it into something and just the support, the love that has been poured into me by creating this. This has just exceeded what I ever thought it could be. So that is probably what I'm just the most proud of. It's just what this is today and what it's going to be with time. So, yeah, I think your moms will be super proud. Yes. <laughs> I think I think they're looking down and saying, you know what? She made us proud. My yes. gosh, that is, <laughs> I bet your heart is just swelling on how much you you've contributed to honoring them. It's just amazing how. I don't know. I, I'm feeling all, all. Yeah, it's just like so many. Like, it feels so good. It, yeah. And this is a question that's probably going to roll right into this other. So who has been your biggest supporter, mentor, role model over the course of your career? You already mentioned it. Or miss, yes. there's someone else you wanted to add. <laughs> yes. So both of my moms, but also just my family who came before me, um, they have truly like, been the biggest support that I could ever have. Also, even the people, family, friends, you know, those people who are supporting through Instagram or through Facebook and, you know, just people who might not even know you, but they're rooting for you. Like they're cheering you on. Like we want to see you do good. It's so much bigger than me. And I just always like keep that in the front of my mind, the back of my mind, the side of my mind, that all these people have came together to just even the sacrifices that they've made to make this possible for me to do all the things that I have done and that I'm going to continue to do. Right. And so I think a mentor in this has been my cousin, um, Tamira. She has truly like helped me. So we met like right before my mom passed away. So this is so crazy because I met my cousin in 2016. Um, Yes, but like she has truly like helped me, me and then with like college and just going through school. And then even with my business today, like she continues to help me and um, she had her own pop up shop. So she's a business owner and she had a pop up shop and she allowed me to sell my desserts there. And so that was just more exposure for me. So I'm just so there's so many people, you know, like there's yeah. so many mentors and role models and support that, you know, that I can't even like this, these people around me, 
it's so big and it's so much love. Even sometimes when we don't feel the love, like they're always there to remind me, like, you know, you're doing good. You're thriving. Like, don't don't give up. Even when, you know, things get frustrating or I have so many ideas. Like I'm one of those like like when you were saying like I just be sitting there like, oh, I have this idea. And they're like, you can get these ideas done, but focus on the right now. It's just so many people who just continue to support me and my brother. My brother is like probably one of the biggest with other people. Um, my God, mom. So there's just so many so much and so much love and joy. So I just couldn't be more thankful with everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could just see, I yes. could just see you holding. And I, I and I want to thank everyone. Yes. <laughs> Godmother. Yes. <laughs> God, you know, it's good. <laughs> yes. No, it is. It's just so it's the universe this, putting everything together. Yeah, this reward <laughs> is for everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jasmine, for having me on this podcast. Like, I know, like <laughs> random people, like pull out a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> um, that guy, store. yeah, that guy me. in the fourth row at the movie theater. <laughs> I don't know, just random people. <laughs> yes, when you're having a hard day and the Trader Joe's worker give you some flowers for free. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that guy, you know, he was just right there at the right moment and I needed that flower. Thank you. Thank you. Kiss your award, you know. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, you can't miss out people's names because then when they be like, oh, my God, that's me. And it's like, no, it's, it's all love. <laughs> yeah. Like the, you're at the point where you just say, you know, I thank everyone. And then you'd be like, OK, that just hits all the bases. Yes. Because then you'd be like, well, you didn't mention me. I said I said everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a part of that right like you're yeah. part of that collective oh I'm everyone oh you know so <laughs> yes absolutely okay yes. I'm super giddy I apologize I'm like I'm at my end um it's okay it has no. been great I love it <laughs> that is so beautiful that you've actually honored both your moms to your business now can you tell the listeners a little bit just quickly how are they able to reach out to you if they're wanting to get more involved in a vegan lifestyle and your goodies. Oh my gosh. I'll be yes. first in line. Can I have my ticket number one, please? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm going to send you a low care package. In the mail. <laughs> yes. They can reach me at Linda Renee Sweets um, on Instagram. I also have a Facebook group, Linda Renee Sweets, or just email Linda Renee Sweets at gmail.com if they want to know about vegan or even if they want to purchase desserts. Um, I'm always like sending resources. I'll make you a Pinterest board of some oh. vegan meals or something if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Pinterest too. I haven't been yes. on there for a while, but yeah. Oh, girl, hook so, me yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want to go vegan or if you're interested in veganism, just take it one day at a time, um, one meal at a time, truly <laughs> one meal, one snack. I think also a lot of times we'd be like, I didn't I don't feel full snack. Eat some nuts, eat some fruits as you go and also try dishes. You know, like it's about being in the kitchen, experimenting, just trying different things. So being vegan is being yourself in honoring like your culture, like whatever foods that you used to eat while you weren't vegan or before you were vegan, you can still make them happen with being vegan. Um, so it's all about play around, have fun. Don't take it too serious. 
So that's yeah. <laughs> true. And it's and also if you wanted to add in there, um, I found out too that the way American diet has that they tell you you're supposed to have three meals a day. In Europe, they have five to six meals because they literally split mm-hmm. it up. They split up the largest meals into two. So, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between. You're splitting breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then, you know, yes. that's that's how it's supposed to be because it continues with your metabolism to stay high enough to burn mm-hmm. throughout the day. And it, you have to snack throughout the day. Snack. I mean, like when I say snack, snack like never. <laughs> yeah. But on good stuff, stuff with substance, not just empty stuff, you know. So whenever you are snacking, like I, the Rainier cherries right now are in season. So I have a refrigerator full of those fruits, um, nuts, vegetables, even, you know, carrots and or cucumbers. I really love cucumbers, watermelon. Um, if you don't like to drink water, eat your water. Like, so it's so many different ways that you can get what you need and it'd be fulfilling and it'd be good and you just enjoy it. And fruits are, is nature's candy. It's nature's candy to us. Yes. So I love some fruit. So I always say you get some fruit. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my gosh. You ever have yes. a sweet tooth? Just like grab some grapes, grab some mm-hmm. strawberries. And you're good. Yeah. I have. Thank you so much for having me and just even giving me this opportunity. So I'm so thankful. And this has been great. I actually like really love talking to you. So we're going to have to do another one. (laughs) It would be. Yeah. I mean, if, oh my gosh, I mean, I would love to have the guests on as many times as possible. Have a wonderful weekend. I will stay in touch with you. so much you're uh, very welcome you. all right take have care. a good weekend you bye. too bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to noise Palooza zion podcast i'm jasmine castillo also known as dj jim jam if you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast please reach out to me if you are a small business entrepreneur musician or artist www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.